0: WKTY 96.7 FM 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It is 8:25, and the program every Saturday brought to you by Ace of Lacrosse Sportsland in the Shelby Mall on the south side of Lacrosse, and also by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. Also, uh, and right now, I should say, joining me on the uh, on the phone this morning is uh, Tim Sprain, and, and Tim uh, is a, a local educator and uh, also uh, educates folks. Uh, uh, is a uh, avid trapper as well and uh, likes to educate folks about uh, about trapping. And uh, that's really what we're going to talk a little bit about today is is talk about trapping and uh, some of the interesting things. Uh, let, let's learn a little bit more about that. Tim, first of all, uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your, your busy weekend to uh, uh, share some of your knowledge with, uh, with me and with the listeners this morning. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much for being on the program this morning thank you kevin happy new year yes happy new year to you as well well let's well i i do, yeah I, no no I, I go ahead, go appreciate
1: ahead. It. i just have to say you know it's a wonderful thing to to get the trifecta here uh on your program here the, the hunting fishing and trapping and <laughs> i have a great passion for the education of anybody that's interested in in trapping and as a, i'm a hunter a trapping education Instructor for the region here, mm-hmm. and I want to encourage any of your listeners that want to get involved. Uh, well, first of all, to contact me, I'll, I'll leave my number here so you can sure. get get anybody that wants to get in there. But of course, we have a whole system of support for anybody that wants to get involved and and start here.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, now, I, I guess maybe maybe my my first question would would be is um, what sort of opportunities i guess or what uh um what sort of animals are do you trap around here or what what is available for trapping around here
1: so every animal that's a fur bearer in wisconsin is here in the lacrosse area uh, within within an hour's drive for some of the bigger species mm-hmm. And right down the list, we've got coyotes, fox, uh, squirrels, or I'm sorry, red and gray frogs, beavers, mink, muskrats, bobcats, fishers, otters, raccoons, and, you know, of course, the, the possum, skunk, weasel, snowshoe, hare, woodchuck, the things that we might encounter as more of a nuisance that we maybe aren't targeting, but we want to help out our neighbor or our local farmer uh, to, to help them. Manage their
0: property, their livestock, and fields. Okay, so let's. Well, let me, let me, let me kind of follow up on that a, a little bit here too. Is that uh, you know, obviously, there's you know, if 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 you look back in in history, uh, you, you know, there there was a a thriving fur trade back you know 150 years ago, and and obviously mm-hmm. trapping was a, a a huge a huge part of that, and and that's mm-hmm. that's sort of you know that sort of gone away in that in and you're sort of keeping that history and that heritage alive and you know is that is that kind of part of it as well
1: oh absolutely and I, the the fur industry is is still alive and well and wisconsin is one of the number one exporters of fur wild fur in
2: hmm.
1: in the nation and uh it, it's it is definitely rooted in that, that strong heritage when there was more habitat and and Mm -hmm. more animals and more people that actually had the opportunity and time to get out there in the wild and enjoy the sport and make a livelihood out of it. Mm
0: -hmm. And again, um, I guess, uh, you know, the, you you kind of touched on it a, a little bit when you're talking about some of the different uh species here as well is it really kind of sort of two groups with sort of uh, the, the the fur-bearing animals sort of the you know the I'm not sure I put it the I'm putting it the right way here sort of the uh the nicer species you know uh like the mink and and beaver pelts and things along those lines versus you know maybe like Possum or skunks, or you know, more of like the nuisance species—is—is it sort of broken down along those lines? Uh, Am I am I asking that question correctly?
1: Well, some ways it—it depends on you as the sportsman too. Like I've got uh, through my through the trapping ed instruction that we do through the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources and Wisconsin Trappers Association, when we hold our Learn to Trap program in October. Um, each student comes in with an enthusiasm that might be for kind of that that enjoyment of the of the sport, where they're they're looking to harvest and have each of the species, mm-hmm. and then also part of our work is the nuisance piece. So it depends on the animal. So, for instance, beavers right now are causing a lot of problems because of the overpopulation of them in our region. I. I recently just mm-hmm. got a call from a landowner um, south of Lacrosse here, and he has got a five-acre pond, and it's it's a wildlife pond, but they're under they're eroding the pond and destroying it. You Got another call down in Viroqua for beavers in in a beautiful trout stream. They created a bunch of dams. They've increased the water temperature, and then also have people that want to trap the beavers and harvest the the fur and the glands for uh, not only Canning themselves, or their trophy wall, or garments, or blankets—they're—they're also selling those items to make some money to offset the cost. Mm -hmm. So there, you're right. There's kind of two major categories of animals, and and what why you're targeting them, and how you're you're working with them, and that's up to the the person that that the sports person Mm -hmm. or the business person, Our, our family. My dad, is passed now, but we still continue his business. It's called American Animal, uh, Nuisance Animal Relocation, so we try to help out. People still call. We help people out with the nuisance wild animals, particularly these fur bearers, mm-hmm. because there's, there are a lot of regulations, and um, we want to make sure we're, we're humanely working with the animal and, and the landowner to make sure that their problem is solved. Uh, and so that that's one part of it, and then the other part is just in, pure enjoyment. Getting up early in the morning, like this day today, is just a perfect day. The colder, the drearier, the better. You're the only one in that forest running that trap line. Crunch of the snow, chopping the ice, and and enjoying it.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I I can I can totally understand that and totally uh, totally see that. So yeah, tell me a, a little bit about uh, um, you know. Running, running a tramp line, Where, uh, so where would you put something? Uh, I, and again, I'm. I, I, I realize that it it would be sort of species dependent. Um, where would you put uh, a, a line, so to speak?
2: Well,
1: well I, I was born and raised in this region, and I live in the middle of the city now in La Crosse. And mm-hmm. um, all I have to do is walk. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you the story of a couple of our graduates uh, that. Uh, young students that took our course Owen check and kill Novak. They walk right down to the middle of the Lacrosse river marsh and they have a full trap line in the fall. And I know they got a bunch of uh, raccoons and possum this, this season. And they, they basically walk from their house into the public spaces that are, you know, managed by the department of natural resources and townships and cities and counties. And, follow the regulations, and then run their trap line as soon as the season starts. And so it, part of that is that education piece. So we encourage everybody, well, anybody that's that's basically haven't, ha, hasn't gotten a trapping license before 1992
2: mm-hmm.
1: has to take a trapper's education course, and then we will take you and guide you right through all the, the regulations. It's all on our go wild website in the wisconsin department of natural resources sure. regulations and of course the best part i know you asked me in the beginning you know, how you get involved you want to find a mentor you want to find people like owen and and kale and me and all of our department of natural resources biologists i i have to give a little shout out to tyler strelo our our warden uh manager with dale Holhausen and ed mccann that really support our trappers education programming and um, then my co-instructors that do this kale severson and dick Hobelsberger, they when if you come to one of our learn to trap courses here in lacrosse in the fall they they will answer any question you have and there will always be available a call away and they, they are more experts than i am the other place that i i really want to encourage people to go to to find people to you know, maybe find that place to trap is Webkey Fur, and Dan Webkey has always sure. sponsored all of our our programs with giving all of our youth traps and and baits and get you set up. So it's it's really um, it, it it's accessible mm-hmm. and it it see it, it you just have to take some time to talk and as I said, talk to me. I'll give you that phone number mm-hmm. and we'll get people involved
0: and 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 and, and a, a couple of a couple of things I want to follow up on with that as well. and And this is uh, an activity you know, much like you know, hunting or fishing or or really any kind of outdoor activity. It, it, it's something that you can do uh, I mean, I, I I don't you know if you're five years old, I don't think you can really probably handle something like this, but you could do this from a fairly young age. Uh, you know, uh, yep. into adulthood. I mean, this this is something that you could begin at a fairly young age and and continue throughout your entire lifetime.
1: Yes. My, my daughter, you mentioned, five years old. She was six when she okay. took the Trapper's Education course. Mm-hmm. With a mentor and any age, it's just like deer hunting. There's the mentorship program, but there's no uh, regulation on when you can take the Trapper's Ed course in terms mm-hmm. of age. You have to do the test out. You have to be able to identify the fur bearers. You have to be able to set those traps, and then know that we have a mentor with you. And my both of my daughters are, are junior instructors with the pro course program. So if there's any young girls out there that want to learn how to trap and be involved in this, and uh, they'll we have some great mentors for you as well. And there's no there's no age limit. My um, so Dick Hobelsberger, you know, we're talking about probably one of the best last river rats in our region. Mm-hmm. He 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 is an incredible person, and he is up there in age. I'm not <laughs> going to say his age, but he's dedicating his life to this education for for youth and um, not just youth, but all people. Just get out there and enjoy it. It's a natural resource. It's one of Wisconsin's greatest heritage. Pieces of heritage for conservation and wildlife management, and and just pure enjoyment with friends and family.
0: Well, yeah, and that's and I was going to touch on that as well since you 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 mentioned your your daughters as well. Is that this is you know besides being an activity for really all ages, it is a it it can be a family activity as well. I mean it, it's you know much like you know fishing hunting. This is also one of those kinds of activities where you know, it can be something that the family can enjoy. Obviously, you've been able to, to, to pass along your skills and knowledge and passion for trapping along to your daughters as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and, and my, our son, he's, he's a little older now on his mm-hmm. own, and one of, the, one of the quick little stories, you know, a lot of students right now are, are children, are heavily involved in their phone and the the online atmosphere, which is a piece of our culture. Mm -hmm. But you want to see us, the kids get excited in the morning and waking up before the alarm. It's like Christmas morning, every morning (laughs) to hop up and run that trap line and see if your set captured an animal Mm -hmm. and, and the, the, the joy, the excitement, and uh, the physical activity sure. is is incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just also want to mention too that we, you know, with with the different varieties of traps wherever you are, we, we do a lot of trapping with live traps in the city,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so uh, they're very manageable. They're they're for for the kids. They they can set them really easy, and so there's a variety of best management. Strategies and, and and traps that we use that are really humane and targeted for for the animal and for the the adult. That's before my father passed. He had switched over to almost all live traps because he was uh, struggling with his abilities and his physicality, and so that live trap was a lot easier to set than getting down on his knees and digging a hole.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: accessible and come and join us whatever your age sure
0: sure I mean yeah exactly and now and and, and you touched on uh, one other thing that uh, I, I wanted to ask about as well what do you so so you set your line uh, and and I'm assuming for different species there are different types of, of, of bait but what uh, what do you use then to uh, uh, as far as uh, as far as bait to, to lure in uh Whatever particular species you're targeting, and again, I'm I'm assuming that you know you've got different types of bait for different types of, of, of fur-bearing animals.
1: Yeah, exactly. There there are kind of two categories we have. There's a lure, which is usually some kind of scent or uh, attractant, and then there's a bait, and and mm-hmm. they're heavily regulated in terms of baits. They can't be exposed to any. Um, open air because we don't want to accidentally capture um, let's say a bald eagles flying over so there Mm -hmm. there's a lot of regulation with it but those are species specific so just for one example a beaver a beaver will have a castor gland that they use to mark their territory and so you'll put a little beaver castor lure that will send out an oil attractant that you know, a beaver will come over and, and inspect that and kind of what we call you know, inspect and work your trap so that there's an increased probability of of, of capturing that animal. And same with, with all species. You can get a lure and then then a bait.
2: Okay. So
1: some of the baits are, like for a beaver, you focus on the ecology, and, and this is what I'm more passionate about is mm-hmm. just the education that you're – as a as an out, outdoors person you're going to be learning the ecology, the habitat, the management and sure. conservation practices. So you need to know what beavers eat and you need to know that how to set that trap so you're not going to capture an otter mm-hmm. because you know in, in Wisconsin we've got the it used to be the trifecta now we have the quad which is our four fur bearing species that you must have permits for. Okay. And that's of course the, the otter, the fisher, the bobcat, and the wolf. Mm. And so that's a lot of the reason, though, those are the big four that a lot of people will get into trapping. I've had a lot of people in the old, especially older um, outdoors people that want to get a nice fur in their collection uh, or have. Have that opportunity to pursue and manage that animal, and and so they they join our learn to trap program. But here, if you do join our learn to trap program, we'll take you, but you have to have a youth accompanying you. So, like when, for for my class in particular, you can come and get your trappers and and regulate. You know, get your certification, and uh, as as somebody that's not a youth, as long as you bring a youth or two along with you.
0: Okay. So, so now, when when do you teach this uh, this class? So generally, it's in October. We okay.
1: we've chosen to it like this fall. The trapping season for most fur bearers opens on October sixteenth, and mm-hmm. every species is different because we don't want to overlap for many reasons. Because of the pandemic, this last two seasons we were unable to host the the event, so mm-hmm. we haven't officially put it into the uh, Wisconsin Go Wild uh, Trappers Education list of available Trappers Ed's courses, but if you are looking for, you know, getting into a course, you can take any course in the entire state that is available, and you ba- you basically go to the Gold Wild website, and you click on Trapping mm-hmm. And and then the, there's a link that says try to find available trappers education courses. But if you if you have youth along with you, there's we have through the Wisconsin Trappers Association, which is the thewisetrapp dot org website. Mm-hmm. There's a Future Trappers annual youth camp that's always held up north, and it's a uh, overnight, and they 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 kind of. They do it up just like the old rendezvous back in the sure. you know, eighteen hundreds and there's a lot of history and you stay overnight and you run in the trap line. For our course here in Lacrosse, we we have it it's Friday night from six till nine, and then all day Saturday and Saturday we we actually set traps and then Sunday we ha- harvest those animals and put them up and you leave the course with a trapping license that's part of it and some traps some bait and since it's october you can leave on saturday go to your trapping site set the traps and the next morning on monday you can check your traps. so that's one of the main reasons why we chose the opening weekend is so that our youth can get right out there into the field with Mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody they need to, to to actually get their line started.
0: Awesome, awesome. and and yeah, that, uh, and, and just from listening to, to you talk or whatever, I mean you know the, the process itself of, of you know getting a license and, and uh, things like I mean it's not terribly complicated at all. I mean, it's just it, it's simply you know going through the website and, and you know getting the, the paperwork taken care of, and, I mean it's not a, a complicated process by any stretch
1: no no especially for youth they've been doing online school now for two years Mm -hmm. so if you're an older person and you're just you're like oh no computers everything (laughs) they can do it with their phone and this is i don't know it's kind of like i I don't know it's a our old folks using a pen and a pencil to write a (laughs) a paper or a letter (laughs) we'll get you there and once again i'm I'm available. I Mm -hmm. take calls all the time. Advice is free. Even though we run this nuisance animal business, almost 90% of the calls I take, the first thing I say is, I'm going to help you do this Mm -hmm. over the phone. And a lot of it's just understanding the animal and managing it and really living with it. We want the, the animals here. And uh, we want to live with them. I, I absolutely love the animals. The beaver is one of my favorite ones. And in Myrick, we've got all these beavers right now. And they're beautiful. You can go to Myrick Park right now in the marsh and watch otters every morning and beavers and just see how wonderful these animals are and, and, and enjoy them in a way that that is just unbelievable and at the same time realize yeah they're cutting down all those trees xl energy had to spend about 20,000 dollars this fall to cut about or probably more than that just to get all those trees out of there they closed down the park the beavers were cutting trees and stuffing all these sticks in the in the culverts mm-hmm. uh, so the more trappers we have the more we can help with those situations in a way that's you're kind of doubling down. You get the, the enjoyment of the conservation and the joy of the outdoor sport. At the same time, you're helping your community, mm-hmm. and you're learning about all these these pieces of I, e- ecology and habitat and animals.
0: I never knew there were otters in the marsh. I never knew that. You...
1: <laughs> oh, there's fishers too. There, we've got fishers. We've got we've got fishers. We've got. Well, sorry about that. We've got. Uh,
0: now I've seen a We've few of those, everything. yeah. I've se- I've seen a few fishers, but I've never seen I've never seen otters around. I never knew they were in our our area. Well, I've learned something. Now I'm going to have to spend some time in the in the marsh area just to to check that out. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Now, and 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 one thing I did want to ask as well, you know, when people, are, you know, it, when you go out tramping, how many you, when you set a line, how many. Traps? Do you do you generally set? I'm obviously, I mean, I'm guessing it's variable. But you know, what is what is a typical uh, a, a typical set usually entail?
1: Well, like you said, it's variable. Um, in my youth, uh, it really has to do with how many sets can you manage, mm-hmm. um, and and check each day. With your time, and mm-hmm. there was a time when it was lucrative, but really I like to start my first day out to set anywhere from 6 to 12 traps. Mm-hmm. And then you manage those traps and select spaces. that that's a dry land set. But, of course, I'm working full time, mm-hmm. and traps have to be checked every single day. So I have to get up at 4, 430, and check those traps, and manage them because the other piece of it too is you want to make sure you're respecting everybody, all the, all people, because if you're in a space and you you don't want to, you know, interrupt somebody else's enjoyment of the outdoors. And so crappers have this obligation for ethical trapping. You know, we're not trapping in spaces where people have their dogs or cats or there's walking trails. And so some of these spaces are hard to get into, but also, you know, we've got the experimental forest by, you know, Bangor. We've got mm-hmm. lots of farm, private land. So, yeah, maybe a dozen traps to start, and then you can kind of work up or down from there if you're a full-time working person. Mm-hmm. But if you have a weekend, I have a friend that also helps with the nuisance trapping in West Salem. His name is Jeff Hansen. And, uh, you know, if we get really pumped up about running a long line, we'll put in a uh, on the river like the lacrosse river and for a weekend and we'll put we'll put out 50 traps and check it for two nights and then pull them all before the work week starts again Mm
2: -hmm. and and
1: so it's about ambition it's about you know (laughs) practical pragmatic (laughs) ability.
0: (laughs) understand i understand okay all right and and obviously there there is some cost involved in getting in getting started as well you have to you know with the traps and 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 whatnot as well, so obviously that would I, I would assume play a factor as well in in how many or you know how many you would set out yeah. as well so
1: absolutely and, and and I just have to say if if you're youth and so we've got a lot of old timers that are are hanging it up and mm-hmm. i I have a garage full of traps for youth that join our our outdoor uh, our, our class here our mm-hmm. learn to trap class that we will make sure you have the traps at zero cost and dan webke's donated a bunch dick hovel's burger. there's all these people that want to get the youth out and we want to take away those obstacles of financial burdens mm-hmm. from the people starting out
0: awesome Awesome. Well, unfortunately, I'm kind of running out of time here this morning. Is there anything else that maybe um, that I've overlooked that uh, you want to add about uh, uh, about the the, the the trapping experience that uh, you'd like to share with the, with the listeners this morning?
1: Well, I just want to encourage anybody that's interested to, to join the Wisconsin Trappers Association. We're District Five here. We've got regular meetings and. And that's the organization that supports the lifelong conservation of trapping, and we work really, really well with all of our bear hunters and trout fishermen and women and all the other organizations. So, Wisconsin Trappers Association. I just have to end with that. It's a great place to go. Wistrap. dot org. And thank you for, for. Making this a a big part of the new year today, Kevin. I really appreciate that, talking
0: about it. That that is uh, absolutely no problem. It's it's my pleasure. I I appreciate you sharing uh, sharing your knowledge and and uh, uh, letting me learn a little something about uh, about traveling. And and I was going to suggest as well. You know, maybe uh, somewhere around uh, August or somewhere in that uh, in that neighborhood before uh, before October before the. Uh, you, you hopefully by then we'll be able to do uh, more in-person things and uh, get that uh, get that class and everything going again. Uh, we'll get you back on to uh, to help promote that and maybe get a, a few pe- few people interested in uh, in attending those classes. So.
1: I'd, I'd love to. That sounds like a plan.
0: all right. awesome. well, I'm gonna let you go and uh, again, I appreciate it so, so much tim uh, for uh, for being on uh, this morning to uh, to share your knowledge with us and uh, thank you again for uh, for spending some time with us this morning. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. take care. take care, Bye-bye. bye bye bye. And that is uh, Tim Sprain talking about uh, trapping here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. It's coming up on 854. We've been chatting a while here, so i got to take a break. Be back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Mm-hmm.